Welcome to Living Box Free. Our mission is to help you break out of the box of worldly expectations. We're here to help you find your unique journey to a healthy, fulfilled life. Welcome to Living Box Free. This is Becky Ford. And I'm Ashley Insights. And today we are continuing on with a series called Who Dis? Mm -hmm. All about self-knowledge, knowing ourselves. Our first episode, we talked about personality test. This episode, we're going to be jumping into how to create your superhero creed. We're going to hear more about what that means. But first, we start off every podcast with a question. That question is, what is on the rise for you this week? So Ash... You get to answer first. Yeah. On the rise for me this week. Okay, so I purchased some extra recording equipment. So Ooh. not just for this podcast, but for other things, music and things. And spent a lot of hours this week recording and editing and figuring out how to loop all of the things together, MIDI instruments into Ooh. interfaces. It just was, it was dramatic and... <laughs> Hopefully, I'm past the setting everything up, and now I'm just into the recording and editing phase. The fun stuff. So lots more of that than usual in my life right now. So your technology savviness only increases. Oh, yeah. We'll call it that. <laughs> How about you? What's on the rise for you this week? Mine is, mine is much simpler. What's on the rise for me this week is eating oranges. Oh. I know that sounds super random. Okay. I probably had not eaten oranges for three years, at least. Odd. Yes. Uh, fruit kind of when I jumped into like the super disciplined meal plan for, for putting on muscle, yeah. I started eating more starches yep. and less fruit. Yes. And I was at the grocery store and I saw the oranges and I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, this is, I have a genius idea. And now I'm trying to only eat one a day because I could eat <laughs> two or three a day. Like there, I just reminded like how juicy and tasty they are. So so oranges. just to clarify, your, your genius idea was to buy the oranges? To buy the oranges, yes. Wow. And then I got reprimanded because Tristan is loving the oranges, and yeah. apparently he had his oranges and I had mine, which I did not know, and I ate <laughs> two of his. Whoops. And then there were none. You didn't see his name on it? <laughs> no, no. So now, now we keep them separate. Oh, okay. I have my pile. Separate. He has his. So oranges, the, the Ford household is keeping the grocery oh, store uh, demand high yes, for oranges. that's good. Yeah, so uh, we've got some fun stuff going on this week. This episode, we are going to be jumping into how do we create our superhero creed? Now, what that focuses on is, first off, how do you be the best version of yourself? Yeah. We, we say superhero, mm -hmm. but really it's how do you be your best version? We know superheroes all have different strengths, different powers. Just like you, you're going to have different strengths and different powers, but how do you bring those out? The second piece that we talk about is this creed component. So we want to be the best version of ourselves. The definition of a creed is a statement or a belief in a particular uh, faith or describes your beliefs, what you want to live by and aspire to. So this episode is going to be one of two where mm -hmm. we pull together and talk about some key components for your superhero creed. This episode specifically, we're going to talk about two key areas. The first one being identifying your virtues, and we'll talk about what's a virtue. And then the second piece is identifying the roles that you play in life and which roles are most important to you. Every time you say superhero creed, I feel like I should have some sort of sound effect, like yes. a bow, 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 yes. but better, you know, for an actual superhero. I don't. 
So whoop, whoop. That would be my superhero sound. <laughs> that's next in my <laughs> editing prowess, my editing uh, arsenal. Add it in. You've yeah. got the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, two things. Okay. Yeah. So let's start with virtues. And the funny thing is that word, I feel like we don't use it very much anymore. We don't, yeah. But we're going to use it today. So let's talk about what it means. And what's the difference between a value and a virtue? So a value, it's important to you personally. Mm-hmm. And it could be anything from a, a standard or sort of a rule that you live by or something that you're going toward. And those tend to be cultural specific and mm-hmm. They vary between people. So you and I are going to have very different values and teams are going to have different values. Countries are going to have different values. And so virtues are different. They're more, they're characteristics. So something you have Mm -hmm. and something you possess and it's, it comes out in behavior. And these tend to be more consistent across cultures and they're not, it's not exactly the same across cultures, but Mm -hmm. they're valued across most cultures. So for, so for example, a value to someone in the United States, let's say I know people and their club sports and NFL and all these sports, a value could be being an amazing athlete. That's mm-hmm. a value you have versus a virtue would be more like integrity, yeah. knowing that across the globe, integrity is... Or discipline. Or discipline, yes. So a little bit more of that worldly view of what's what's cornerstone to who you are and how you want to behave versus more that subjective what do you value, which can be influenced by culture. Yes, exactly. And so knowing the difference between those is very helpful as you build what we're calling your superhero creed so that you know whether you're working toward being a sort of a specific kind of person or whether you're working toward a goal or a vision of the future. So that's why we're differentiating. And in this, we're going to start out by talking about virtues. We'll throw a little bit about values in there later Mm -hmm. just for fun. Yeah, it's so funny. I'm I'm recognizing how many people right now during this pandemic value hairdressers. Oh, <laughs> our hair and just like the yeah. appearance, right? I am I'm a lazy person. I cut <laughs> my own hair, aka it's long and I can do it curly, so woohoo. But yeah, just I mean, it's so it's so interesting as we anchor to virtues. I appreciate that more because it is more of that globally appreciated cornerstone type of behaviors that that makes someone, you know, increase your character. Yeah. When it comes to virtues, as we look at virtues, and we'll talk in a moment where some great resources are, where you can go and identify Mm -hmm. a list of virtues and select what's most important to you. Yeah, because you might not even have any that come to mind when I said that. Yeah. Yeah. And you might might even be thinking, ooh, is this a value or is this a virtue? How do I know the difference? And there are lists out there. Excellent. To help us, yes. As you identify your virtues... It's important not just to have that virtue listed, but to know how does that come to life? Mm. How does that look in your day-to-day? And so one of the areas or or tools that we would suggest that you do is a virtue diagram. I'm a totally abstract creative person when it comes to Venn diagrams, so I would love to create something that has bubbles, (laughs) and there's a bubble in the center that has your virtue. So I'll give an example. So one of those virtues for me is self-discipline. So a bubble in the center, there's my virtue, self-discipline. How do I see that coming to life in my in my world, in my day-to-day? And so I would then create some arrows outside of that center bubble and create some bubbles on the outside. A couple examples for self-discipline could be creating healthy routines for yourself. 
Okay. That's why I didn't eat oranges for a while. Because <laughs> I had a meal plan. I was very routine in following my meal plan. And now your routine is just one orange per day. One orange per day. I'm cutting it off. <laughs> I don't want don't want to abuse my oranges. Oh gosh. Another example for self-discipline could be controlling your behavior. So it's kind of self-control too. And then another piece could be not procrastinating. Yes. So having the discipline to be proactive, not waiting to the last minute. Yep. So this Venn diagram is a way to just put more light and color around what that virtue would look like in your life. And if you're toying between a couple virtues, you know, we, we suggest that you choose between three and five. Over five is probably a lot to mm-hmm. focus on. And, and less is more sometimes. But as you choose those, it might even help you as you create this diagram. What do they look like in your life? You might do that. And then some virtues say, mm, maybe this isn't where I need to focus right now. Yeah, and, and help you narrow down your list. Yeah, absolutely. So as we're talking through this, whether you're while you're listening or later in the week, I usually try to set aside some time during the week to think through things specifically yes. like Saturday mornings. Um, so take some time with a journal and a pen or on your laptop and try to list these out so that you have them on paper for or on your screen for mm-hmm. making your superhero creed later. So how you could even find these virtues, there are a bunch of places you can find lists, uh, virtuesforlife.com, virtues science, virtue science.com. And then there's this fantastic book that Becky showed up with today. So good. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I think it's from the 1980s. It's amazing. Actually, it's called yeah. The Virtues Project. Yes. Uh, I actually want to go look at what year this was, was printed now. <laughs> I got this book from a professor in Texas yeah. and it was so cool to listen. It was the first time I even was told or thought about values and virtues being different. Yeah. And this book is a, it's a teacher guide and it has 52 virtues listed in it, but then every page has what is it successful look like in this virtue? What are examples? Wow. If you choose this virtue, you know, this is how you might approach a situation. Mm-hmm. So I like it because one it has bubble letters, but two <laughs> it has lots of examples and it paints paints the picture of what those 52 virtues look like. Yeah. And it helped me really go through and read and select what are my top ones, which has changed. Okay. Uh, I was telling Ash before this, you know, when I first got this book in 1980s, I'm kidding. <laughs> I got it I got it in 2012 or 13. And when I first got this book, yeah. I highlighted which ones are my top. And now today, as I look through my virtues, they've shifted, but yeah. my life has changed a lot. So that yes. makes sense. Okay. So tell me, how did you end up choosing, or at least, so you went through the book originally, but mm-hmm. now, how did you go about choosing and what are they? Yes. I, I'm a big, oh, I'm a big, I try to be a disciplined journaler. And so I journal every day, one page. And so that self-reflection really helps me to narrow in what's most important to me at that stage in my life. Honestly, it usually is an end of the year thing. I know people say New Year's, bah, it's a joke. <laughs> but my New Year's resolution routine is actually revisiting okay. my values, what's important to me, my virtues. So for me, it's an annual thing. Yeah. And I personally go through that list, I read the descriptions. And it goes also back, I know in the personality test episode, we talked about blind spots and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, something becomes so routine that it is a part of who you are, yeah. then it's time to focus on something else that maybe illuminates who you want to aspire to be better and to become. So that is my process is personally self-reflection, re-sketch out what's most important to me, remembering I, I really try to focus on three to five. This year I have three. 
and uh, capturing that down. Yeah. And I know, Ash, one of the things as we talked about this whole superhero creed, we recognize the importance of these elements. So virtues being the first one. Yeah. But we tackle it differently. So yes. tell us, what is, what's your process for identifying your virtues that are important to you? Yeah. It was completely the opposite of what you did. <laughs> I'm not, not surprised. Yeah, it's not, it's not shocking. So uh, last year, I was trying to decide some things in life, um, job things and that kind of stuff. And I decided to find out what other people thought I was passionate about. So I texted a whole bunch of my friends and asked some of them in person and had them send me the three top things that they thought I was most passionate about. And I figured that in conversation with my friends, my close family, whatever, that the things that I really care about are going to come out in conversation, in my behavior, and that they would see that and be able to reflect it back to me. So then I wrote everything down in one list, and then I kind of cross-referenced it. I mean, that's an, yeah big term for basically just looking at it. business term. Yes. I, lo- I looked at <laughs> Found it the correlations, and <laughs> I decided, okay, here are the top five things that just keep popping up. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote those down and then, so not all of them could be traced back to values or could be called a value, but some of them were, for instance, multiple people told me, Ashleen, you are very passionate about coffee. I am very passionate about <laughs> coffee. Thank you for noticing. And so I had to stop and think, okay, that's not a value or a be- virtue, obviously, yes. technically speaking, I think. Um, anyway, we'll get into that later. No, we won't. Some coffee connoisseurs yes. might disagree. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I had to think about, okay, why am I passionate about coffee? I'm passionate about coffee because I really enjoy it. It brings joy to my life. And so if I back that up, I can say I'm passionate about having things in my life that bring me joy consistently, which Mm -hmm. is emotional health. So that's a value to me. So I can kind of work it backwards, even if it's not something that is necessarily a value when you first say it. So then the other thing that I've done is, and I've done this more recently, like in the last couple of months, actually it was January. So it was bu- Ooh, and looking at the new, new year. Yeah. There's value in New Year's. Yes. I made a pie chart and I actually got this from Jenny Allen. She wrote a great book called Restless, which I really enjoyed working through. But um, she had me do a pie chart of a typical week and mm-hmm. then kind of chunk in the big things that I spend my time on every week and then do another pie chart of what I wanted how I wanted it to look instead Mm -hmm. of how it actually looks and then choose one thing that I wanted to change. And you can tell from how you're spending your time, what you value and what's important to you. And then you can work that backward and say, okay, well, I'm not spending enough time working out or I'm not spending enough time reading and I want to be. So that's valuable to me. Emotional health is valuable to me. Mm -hmm. I can work that backwards and say, I want to be a trustworthy or a disciplined person, and so discipline is a virtue. So I yes. I worked it completely backwards, but that's how I found mine. Yeah, and and Ash and I, as we were talking, I spend my time often. My default is people pleaser, and so my time will flux in a place I don't want it to be because I'm trying to say yes to everyone. Mm-hmm. So so it's interesting because as we were talking, um, I I go through the step of identifying virtues. How do I spend my time? And then how do I need to adjust it based on my virtues? Yeah. So it's 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 about what approach works best for you. Absolutely. Both of our minds work differently. And at the same time, we come to the same outcome. And that's the point is the outcome is to nail down what are the virtues that are most important to you, the process you take for getting there. And I, I love the examples that Ash shared and mapping out your time to, gosh, talk about a reality check. 
Are you really investing your time where you should be? Uh, that's a, a great exercise. Yeah. So we've talked about the first part of our superhero creed, and that's identifying your virtues. We've defined what is a virtue as well as we've heard a couple different ways to take a path to identify mm -hmm. your virtues. So use what works best for you, write them down. The second piece of our superhero creed that we're going to talk about is identifying and prioritizing what roles you play in life that are most important to you. There's many different roles out there, and you could even do a Google search. One of my favorite books that talks about roles is called Five Choices by Stephen Covey. And it's one of those key five choices uh, to a productive life and an efficient life based on your priorities. And some examples of roles, they have some in that book, but some that we'll just list off here. So being a parent, being a friend, a sibling, a business owner, an employee, an athlete, a teammate, there's lots of different roles that we play in our lives. And where we focus might even depend on what phase in life that we're in. But what's most important is which roles to you right now are your top priorities. And one of the things that I've learned is you can do such a better job focusing your energy on less people. Mm -hmm. When you try, and I mentioned before, I'm a people pleaser. So I, this is like, oh, so hard for me to say. <laughs> I, want, I want to make everyone happy. I can see it physically hurting oh, you. Oh, it's so painful. But I've realized like... And it's tough because I've gone through this phase of one of my strengths from Strength Finder was woo, winning others over. Yeah. And I had a bunch of quote unquote friends, but I didn't have those people who I could go to and just like open up my heart and be deep and vulnerable and transparent and know that they, they'd come pick me up on the side of the road. And so my life has shifted as an adult to really focusing on the role, for example, of friendship and having deep, meaningful relationships with mm. those people that make me better. Yeah. And I enjoy being around because they make me laugh. Yeah. And so that's an example of less is, less is more. You can get more benefit from focusing on less people. Uh, and the roles that we choose, you got to ask yourself, yeah, who do we really want to be investing in? And mm -hmm. who do we want to be investing in us? Yes. And one, I'll give one, one other example, a time in my life where I really had a reality check. I, it was the year I was serving as a national FFA officer and I was traveling 330 days. And between those days I had off, I'd fly home to Kansas and usually I'd go home and I'd sleep most of the time <laughs> and see my family a little bit. Yeah. And my, pur my purpose during that year was to inspire FFA students um, so young students in high school, agricultural education, mm -hmm. uh, to, to be leaders, to believe in themselves, to go after their career aspirations. And it was at the end of that year, I talked to my high school ag teacher who had my little brother in his class. Yeah. And he asked me if I knew, do you know, you know how Ronnie's doing? And I was like, oh yeah, I mean, he's doing fine. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I don't, I don't know if you know this, but he's actually being bullied and it might be good for you to talk to him. Oh boy. And this was in high school, and high school changed. We're six years apart. There's definitely a lot more pressure for drugs and doing things that are bad. Yeah. My brother did not do drugs. But he, he was getting bullied for being yeah. that, that good kid who said no. Yeah. And it was a reality check for me because I realized I was investing time in all these people I would see at one camp or one event, mm -hmm. and I wasn't paying attention to my own brother. Yeah. I wasn't being a good sister. And that was really hard for me, but it was – it was an important moment or experience for me to recognize 
gosh, you need to prioritize what roles are most important to you at that stage in my life. I said, Becky, you need to be a better sister. Mm-hmm. You need to check in on your brother because he's not the type of guy who's going to call you and say, I'm, I'm in, I've got the blues, right? <laughs> like you got to go ask those questions and be yeah. there and, and make it a safe environment so he can share that stuff. Yeah. So as we talk about roles, like really ask yourself at the end of the day, if I was on my deathbed, would I have any regrets? You know, was I the best sister I could be? Was I the best spouse I could be? For me, those are two that are really important to me, sibling and wife. Yeah. It's important for me to identify those positions or roles because that way I can make sure I am doing my best job of serving those people who mean so much to me. Yeah. And I think it's, I mean, I can't say enough how important it is to remember that you can't be everything to everybody. Yes. And that by focusing in, you're doing better. And yeah, I mean, yep. you just said that, but it's it's just so important to remember that there are only so many things we can do and so many things we can be in life. And I'm probably going to say this a million times on this podcast, but reality is your friend. Yes. Reality tells you what is possible. And yeah, we want to dream, we want to think big, but you want to actually be realistic about where you are now yep. and face that and what that actually looks like. And it hurts. Like, I'm yes. sure it was really painful to think about, okay, I feel like I've let my brother down. Yep. Um, yeah, it hurts sometimes, but Growth it's hurts, really important. Usually. Oh, yes, it's uncomfortable. It, it hurts. However, I feel like if you truly want to be a better person, you always need to be grateful for that. Those, yeah. those pains are the pains that are purposeful to get you where you want to be. Yeah. And, and another quote I'll throw out there that I love is, the people who are most important in your life, you want to give them what's best of you, not what's left of you. Mm -hmm. And I know in the crazy, hectic world that we live in, so often when you go home to the people you love the most, they're getting what's left of you at the end of the day. They're not getting the best version of you. Yeah. And that's not how I want to live my life. Definitely not. Yeah. So, whew, we got deep. (sighs) That was intense. (laughs) So identify what roles. Yeah. We've given you some examples. I know I mentioned (laughs) wife. And sibling, another yeah. one of mine is being a CrossFit gym owner, like loving our community. Um, Ash, what, what roles for you are, are most important? I think the ones that immediately came to mind when you said that um, were friend, first of mm-hmm. all, being the best friend I can possibly be. Uh, creative. I, I have to be creative in life or I just kind of tend to, I don't know, I tend to fade out. My energy tends yeah. to fade out. And so it's important for me to create things, but also to, to be a creative person. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the ways I contribute best to the world. Yeah. And so that's important for me. And then at a leader at work, a leader at crew, um, technically my job title is chief of staff, but it, it's, you know, it's more about am I leading well yes. at my job? A lot of responsibility as a leader. It's yeah. a little scary sometimes. <laughs> it's okay. So let's talk a little bit about aspirations. This is a yeah. word that you use that I'm not as familiar with. I mean, I'm familiar with the word, mm-hmm. but it's not a term I've thrown around a lot. So talk, talk to me about when you think aspiration, what does that mean for you? Yes. I, I mentioned earlier, I, I journal, I've been journaling every day mm-hmm. and I have, I'm a structured person. I'm creative, but structured. Yes. And in my journal, I have little boxes that I create. And one of them is daily aspirations. What do I aspire this day to be? Or what's my intention, my positive intention 
yeah. for this day or in this scenario, what is my positive intention as a wife or as a sister? What is the picture of success look like? You can't grade yourself if you can't measure it. Yes. And so I aspire to be fill in the blank. And then at the end of the day, you can go back at those aspirational statements and say, did I accomplish this or not? Yeah, that's great. So in thinking through this, I found your template to be super helpful to think through this because I hadn't really created specific aspirations before. So you basically said, by living through my virtue of blank, I will be a, and then fill in your role that creates an aspiration. And so uh, we didn't, I didn't, don't think I listed my virtues that I was thinking through, but one of them, or two of them were authenticity and compassion. And so Mm -hmm. that leads into the friendship role and being the best friend I can be. So then mine would be, by living through my virtues of authenticity and compassion, I will be a friend that creates safe and caring spaces for the people around me. So that's just one way you can use that. Yes. Um, Do you have other ways that you frame your aspirations when you do them every day in the morning? So this is, I mean, this is kind of the most basic template. I feel like it's totally a place where you can be organic. You can make it your own. Once again, the core goal of these aspirational statements is knowing what does success look like. Mm -hmm. For me, I actually have that statement on a daily basis. Uh, This is the template connecting. I think it's important for us to build the superhero creed. It all connects. So virtues should connect to your role. Those are the virtues are the behaviors we strive to be Mm -hmm. and we strive to exude each day. We want to make sure we're bringing that out to the people who mean the most to us. So it builds on one another. This, this template is a very structured, basic way to capture it. However, once again, you can use your own words. You can fill in the blanks. You can add color wherever you want to add color. For me, I think it's a, it's a discipline of doing it and writing it down. And you could have aspirational statements that illuminate, here's what this virtue looks like in this role for the year, or you can take it as granular as what I do and do it on a daily basis. Yes. I think for me, it, it turns into more of a seasonal thing, which kind Mm -hmm. of brings up another topic. Yes. So I tend to think through, I'm taking one or two virtues that I'm walking out into one or two roles Mm -hmm. that I'm then walking out into one way to think about something. And we'll probably talk about this later uh, in the next episode, but I try to filter everything through one thing at a time. Yes. And so in a season, I'm not working on six or seven things, or I'm not going to be able to do three aspirations like you do in the morning. I can focus on one thing and walking out that one thing. And that right now for me is trying to be a more attentive human. And that goes back to authenticity and compassion. So I can trace that all the way back and through friendship and through creativity and all of those things. So that's something to remember. In some seasons, you can't Mm -hmm. be every role to everybody. In some seasons, you can't have six or seven aspirations. In some seasons, you can only have one virtue that you're holding on to, and it's patience if you have little kids. Or, you know, (laughs) you can only hold on to so many things at once, and seasons can be different. And I think it's also important to remember, as you're working toward being the best friend you can be or being the best spouse you can be or being the best worker or leader or whatever it is that you're not perfect and you're not going to be. We're not, we're just not, we're not going to make it there. You're just doing the best you possibly can. Yes. Not perfect, but the best version of you. Absolutely. The superhero version of you. (laughs) 
Yes. So we there's the need for that sound effect again. I don't know what oh. it is, but I'm gonna find it. Well, you should and add it in. <laughs> Our superhero noises. Yes. So we've we've talked about the two foundational pieces yeah. of our superhero creed. First one, identifying your virtues. We talked about a virtue diagram to show what does that virtue look like coming to life. And then we've also talked about the importance of writing it down. And then we transition into roles. Who are the most important people? What roles are most important to you? I would say choose three. Really, Once again, less is more. And like what Ash just said, based on your season of life, the people you need to focus on or what role you need to focus on, it's going to fluctuate. And it's about looking at where is your energy and time investment going to have the biggest return based on who you care about, your virtues, what's important in that season. So keep those pieces in mind. Those are the first two steps to our superhero creed. The goal of this superhero creed is to build out how to be the best version of you. In our next episode, we're going to jump into the other two pieces of this Mm -hmm. creed to finish it out. So join us for our next episode where we're going to talk about your ground rules. Yep. So establishing those ground rules and what are your non-negotiables. And how I don't have any ground rules. We're going to talk about that. We're going to fix that. Oh, oh boy. (laughs) Therapy session. Uh, So join (laughs) us on the next episode. Thanks so much for joining us on this one for the start of your superhero creed. Talk to you next week. Thanks for joining us on Living Box Free, put on by On The Rise Group. You can learn more about our services at ontherisegroup.com. Also follow us on social media, Instagram and Facebook at On The Rise Group. We hope you'll tune in next time for more helpful content.